Rooster Team Radio listeners, welcome to Gen Lockdown, Episode 5. Uh, we are the Rooster Team, and we're here to talk to you about the, the, just the minutia of this amazing mech show. And uh, I, I can't do it alone. I'm here to introduce the rest of the Gen Lockdown team, starting with Megan Salinas. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite evil robot doppelganger, maybe? You don't know. We're going we're gonna to revisit that, but uh, we're also uh, joined by Kitty Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. I have no idea how to uh, how to follow that, except promising that I won't rip Megan's arms off. All right. Well, we're going to revisit that as well. At least we're not talking about murder. Hey, we're also joined by Stacey Shuttleworth. Hello, hello. I'm the good one. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, though? Are you? I see you flipping that coin over there. You'll never know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, that was amazing. That was real good. Uh, this is a this is a show where we do deep dives on the Rooster Teeth program, uh, Genlock. Oh God, I am just all over the bloody place right now. Wow. Um, so to start, uh, let's get some thoughts about episode five, starting with the good one, Stacy. Oh, with me. Okay. Uh, Miranda in this episode was wonderful. All the things. So many things. And so many more theories now. This episode gave us a lot of, uh, a lot more repercussions and starting to deal with those things. And some great Kazu moments. I just really appreciate any time a show goes out of its way to show that actions have consequences. And taking the time to show how deeply affected Cammy was after the last episode was something I really, really loved. I, like I said, I, I love when a show gives me payoff for, for you know, things. It makes it so that everything in the show matters. And so seeing that what happened in the last episode mattered to how Cammy felt in the here and now for this episode, absolutely superb. I loved it. I really liked the flow of this episode. I'm with Megan in that I really appreciated that they revisited what happened, that she wasn't just immediately better because we need to move on with the plot, that it actually explored her dealing with her trauma and how it affected her performance and just her as a person. And I also appreciate that the show isn't always entirely doom and gloom, despite the fact that we are in the middle of the war and it's a very difficult situation. I appreciate that we had a win this episode. And I love that it was fun. It was funny. It was a really good time. And we still had just enough, oh my god, oh no, ah, involved to make it really exciting. Like, I think that the, the episode itself was very well balanced. And I think that the episode's place within the season was also very well balanced. I liked this one a lot. I like this one a lot, too. I think this is going to be sort of our, our final checkpoint before we go deep, 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 deep into the ultimate resolution. We only have three episodes left already, so I think next week is going to start the final action, and the last two episodes are going to complete it with a little bit of the final episode, giving us at least a look at where we're going for the next episode. But other than that, my favorite thing about this episode was the minutia. It's not just, hey, these big things are happening. Like, it, it's sort of like a distraction of, here are all these cool big things that are happening. But in between, if you really pay attention, there are these tiny little moments between characters, these tiny little looks or flashes of stuff that if you dig just deep enough, 
you can uh, un- you can unlock your own brain frame, unlock your own, just blow your own mind with some of this stuff. And um, talking about Cami, I wanted to transition into the the first part of the episode, which is Cami figuring out that she can mod herself. She can mod her her feelings, her intentions, and and I wanted to ask. Do you think that Dr. Weller was right for letting Cammy just go? And and I'll start with Megan on this one since you brought up Cammy. I'm going to say he did exactly what he should have done. Um because it it, it was funny cuz even when I was watching the episode and his hand is hovering over the button, I was like, "No, don't do it. Otherwise she'll never learn." And he stopped and then went okay, let's see how this plays out. And sure enough, he lets it play it out. And then when it goes too far, that's when he hits the switch. And so, yeah, you're you're never going to learn a lesson if somebody just hands you the information. And Cammy's not one to necessarily listen to authority anyway. So him allowing her to make the mistake and then and then stepping in when he was needed you know it's it's that same sort of subtle manipulation we've been seeing from Dr. Weller all season it's it's not necess- i wouldn't call it malicious manipulation but it's a this is the only way she's going to learn that what she's about to do is wrong and and i totally thought i i totally thought he was justified in this regard doing what he did allowed her to make the mistake in a controlled setting so that way, again, she's she's messing up, she's having issues, she's trying to deal with it her own way, and it's not the best way, but it's what she's trying to do on her own. And when she's doing it in training, if he allows it to play out in training, then they don't have to worry about it happening in the field. But if he cut it off then, she wouldn't have learned, she would have tried to do it in the field, and going completely aggro berserker mode in the field is a... Uh, it's a good way to die when you're up when you're up against an intelligent opponent, and I really do think that Murderbot Nine Thousand is an intelligent opponent. Ooh, I can't wait till we get to that part of the. Yeah. But uh, we got more to talk about. Stacy, what did you think about this part of the show? <laughs> I mean, I absolutely agree with Katie uh, because Cammy was going to fiddle around with her controls at some point. She was going to get to this point eventually so when it happens in training instead of just being shut down immediately where that well what if i did mess with it what it what would that setting feel like would still always be in the back of her mind so weller letting it play out was for her benefit and also i think he was a little genuinely curious to see what would happen if you maxed out some of those controls what that would look like yeah i agree i think there's a lot of ammo if if people want to look into the evil scientist or mad scientist gambit that we're that dr willer could be presenting because it's it was hey somebody noticed now i'll now i'll turn it off as opposed to like i if leon didn't notice i wonder how far he would have let it go because cam was just going bloody bonkers and it kind of brings up a question uh, that I wanted I wanted to follow up and ask everybody. If you could mod a feeling or uh, some sort, something like Cammy did, just one, what would you choose, if anything? And, and I'll go back to Stacy to start with. Can I turn anxiety down? Like, just <laughs> dial that way down. 
It's like, what the hell? Why is this all the way to 20? That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, n- <laughs> you can't walk into a room and talk to somebody? No, let's, tr- let's turn that down and make this happen. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah. I mean, it it'd be a joke if we all didn't totally agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, were we going to joke about this? Wait, is it Oh, wait, are we joking? <laughs> um No. I missed that memo. Uh since uh I mean, yeah, anxiety a little bit, but I think mine I'm going to go with more specifically personal discomfort in certain social settings and maybe maybe tie that into just confidence because I like there are tons of social situations where I I hop into and I'm like oh I don't know how to how do normal humans function in these settings I don't know um does not compute I must evacuate um so but I feel like a lot of that stems from a lack of confidence. So maybe I would change the the confidence settings. Uh, or maybe, maybe where, where's that self-worth input? Where do I find that? <laughs> That's in 2.0. It's um, in your heart. What, uh, what about you, Katie? If we can lean into the physical, I would never be tired again. My God, I have been dealing with so much exhaustion recently. And it's just like... I'd like to not do that. Ever. Ever. I would like to not be tired again. But if we can't deal with the physical and only the emotional, I would like to remove Catholic guilt. <laughs> because it sets itself off when it shouldn't, and it's stupid, and it overreacts, and I think it's got a pretty large Venn diagram overlap with needless anxiety, and just fuck it. I would like to remove Catholic guilt. Can I can I remove that one too? I would love to get rid of Catholic guilt. That would be fantastic. You can't get rid of Jesus. <laughs> Who said anything about Jesus? Yeah, very yeah. specific kind Big of guilt. Big difference. I'm Irish oh, Catholic. Goodness. Guilt um, is part of that. Can can it, wait wait wait? I think I have a solution. What if we replace it with robot Jesus and change it to robot Catholic guilt? Would that fix anything? Well, we're not robots, so no. I. I don't think so. I guess we'd have to find out. We'd have to try it and see what sticks. Uh, I would, it, if it's something, I would sort of split all of those differences. And because they weren't necessarily, when, when we saw Cammy doing it, they weren't necessarily like a uh, set sort of a thing. It was just kind of like ag- aggression or get up Like that's that's what I would do is the ability to wake up in the morning and get up and just go and i guess that kind of ties in with anxiety a little bit but just more of the instead of staying sitting down just get up just get keep keep getting up keep on keeping on keep on keeping on life's a garden dig it all that good stuff i would i would also change my procrastination settings there you go procrastination yes turn that down (laughs) (laughs) like how Every, everybody was like turn stuff down not up just turn it just get rid of it it's everything's way too high hey, i have really good uptime on the stuff that i actually need really good uptime on my problem is everything else problem is jesus um <laughs> so going on from there something that uh that i noticed one of the quote-unquote small things um when we came back from training, they they hang Cammy's haul on up, 
and and knowing what we know about the world and the characters and what it takes to be Genlock compatible, I want to know what your theory is on why the blue Holon is being maintained. And I will start with Katie on this one. I mean, you always want to spare around in case you have hardware failure. Always. We don't have a pilot for it? Well, fuck it. We will plug in someone. If, if someone's haul-on goes down, like goes down, it's always good to have a spare around. And I say that as someone who works in tech support and has had issues when something has broken and we don't have a piece to immediately replace it in storage. People get real mad when they can't do what they need to do because of hardware failure. So at this point, we don't have a six pilot. Great. It's our insurance against hardware failure. So with that in mind, do you think they take the Blue Holland with them on away missions? I don't think so. I think that, for one, I think that if a haul-on goes down that badly, there's probably going to be some mental repercussions and some recovery time. And the question then is, how long does it take a pilot to recover versus how long does it take to build or potentially rebuild from scratch a haul-on that has been wrecked that thoroughly? Because sometimes if it's that broken, you can't fix it. You have to restart it. So depending on what takes longer to fix you might have your pilot recovered before you have a new haul on. So I don't think they mm -hmm. take it on away, on away missions, words, but I do think that they have it in storage just in case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what about you, Stacey? What do you think uh, they're, they're going to use that blue haul on for? Or do you have any theories surrounding the blue haul on? Uh, not particular ones, but I do think that they are preparing it for a potential sixth pilot. Uh, and I was kind of back and forth between, oh, it's just going to be an extra on hand. But I mean, Cammy's, her mech's head got ripped off and they fixed her haul on pretty thoroughly. I know that's not a full destruction to the degree that Katie was talking about, but that's still a pretty advanced repair. So I think that what could be happening is that now with actual subjects, like a, a bigger diversity of subjects in these haul-ons, they're starting to get more data. Weller is starting to figure things out and trying to ex like open up the program to more candidates to the point where maybe we'll get a sixth pilot in there. Do you think we'll, we'll get the sixth pilot before the end of the season? If we do, it's probably going to be episode eight, or we'll be introduced to somebody who has that potential, but we don't get it confirmed right away. Hmm. Very cool, very cool. Totally, or totally we throw what's-his-name into it. Leon? Yes. He's compatible, but too old. Well, mm -hmm. if they're desperate, he might then be he, willing he, to do it. They might do he, it. He's got one one last ride. He, he wants to get that sweet, sweet haul-on juice. He's Idris um, Elba right. in Pacific Rim. He's got one more in him. You can find gonna... me in the drift. <laughs> what, uh, what about you, Megan? Um, I... I, I sure yeah it's always good to have a spare and I mean one as somebody who used to work for the government um you know oh. main maintaining uh maintaining you know a piece of federal equipment that's not necessarily being used is actually you know not not a bad thing you know the last thing you want is to have spent billions of dollars on something and then leave it to rust um but I more in line sort of with the needs of the Vanguard here and now, I'm with Stacy. I think they're looking for a sixth pilot. 
I think they're looking for for mm. other candidates to fill Sinclair's spot. And, you know, they're just maintaining the haul on until they find that sixth person. Or they're maintaining hope that they find the real Sinclair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, uh, but. I, I have a theory about the blue haul on that I'm not going to mention until something that comes up later in the episode. Ooh. But um, we, we find out in the mess hall that the team is sharing a dream, more or less. And we also find out later in the episode that uh, it, it, when you're sharing that brain space, you have access to stuff that you don't normally do, like a language that you've never spoken before. How much further do you expect the Genlock 2.0 to go? And uh, I'll start with Megan. That's an excellent question, because they're, they're already... I don't want to say interfacing. That's not the right word. No, that's that's um, a, that's a yeah, good. I think that's a good term. But yeah, they're they're interfacing a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm wonder like I think the the kind of use of language is a really good way to to as like shorthand show how like the minds are connected and things like that. I think what we're going to start seeing are some shared memories. Like, there are some characters that, you know, backstory-wise, we have a lot of questions about, like Yaz. I think that we're really going to get into Yaz's backstory through this sort of interface. Like, a couple, like they're, they're going to lock minds, and we're going to see Yaz's backstory, and it's going to be devastating. <laughs> well... Crap. Uh what what do you what do you think, Katie? So you're talking about like full on drift compatibility. And I would like to say that I am a hundred percent here for this. <laughs> and there are two things that I'd like to see because going to the extremes is always fun with stuff like that. One, I would like to see a pilot go down, lose consciousness, get to the point where they can't really handle it, and have someone essentially have to step into their shoes and help pilot along with them to basically keep them along for the ride. The other thing I would love to see is the connection continuing even when they're out of the haul-ons. Everyone had a conversation about, wait, you have dreams about being the size of a haul-on too? Yeah, so do I, but mine are this, so and yours are this and that. Shared dreams? Shared memories, winding up in each other's mindscapes, even when they're not in the haul-ons. I want it. I want it in my life. It's crazy. It's I terrible. would love it so much. <laughs> Psychic links are my jam, uh, you guys. Psychic links are one of my tropes. I love it. Solid, solid kitty trope. Uh, what yeah. about you, Stace? I would love to see a little bit of like the bleeding over effect into their everyday lives just little mannerisms that they pick up from each other just from being connected once they start connecting a little more fully while in the holons uh and i think when they do that we'll get flashes maybe uh if not a full connection where they can access each other's memories and you know go into the past like that so thoroughly but flashes at least to start mm. with well i mean with uh we saw when Cammy was in the cyber brain that she could access and delete her memories, which is a terrifying thing to even think about. But on top of that, I, I can see people remembering stuff, quote unquote, from their childhood or from their past, but it being somebody else's memories. So like seeing Cammy live uh, Kazu's 
like discharge or um, dishonorable discharge or um, some somebody may experiencing what happened like the actual thing of what happened to chase etc etc like i like how we're all considering it's gonna be a memory swap that's what it's gonna be and i like i like how we're all on the the same the same page for that that's (laughs) fantastic we're we're in our own mindscape for it but um kind of megan you cut that out right now Well, what what you're talking about, Mark, is the potential of rewriting someone's entire consciousness or, you know, like say the the I'm sure you're going to go into it when it comes to theories uh, on, you know, the our murder robot, our, our discount Decepticon or whatever. But like theoretically, what you're talking about in terms of like memory swap and b- the ability to delete or alter memories like if you've been in this program long enough, how do you know that the memories you have are really yours and weren't implanted in there to get the military to get you to do what they want? Like, oh my gosh, like you're you're starting to delve into questions about like humanity and identity and what makes someone human uh, and collective consciousness and stuff like that. It is like, oh man, we are we are getting into it. Yeah. And and I Gray, I can imagine him delving deep into that. And anything like it's interesting mecha or cyberpunk or futuristic anime tend or anything anything with a robot in it tends to go into the nature of humanity and what it means. And so I I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we go because and and especially uh, I don't want to I don't want to jump to it, but I will when we are at the when we're at the end in our final uh, fight scene and cammy is face to face with uh the discounticon as you put it <laughs> um when when uh cammy's face to face um valentina can't get a shot and when we see the exchange or the coming together of the cyberbrain of genlock 2.0 it's Val. It's not Valentina. It's Val. So it it further perpetuates the 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 gender fluidity that exists with Val and Val Valentina and shows us how powerful of an image the the brain can create and how possible it is for like I w- I want to know we know what Cammy's cyber brain cockpit looks like. I want to know what Val Valentina's looks like. Um, so, in general, I just want to have th- any thoughts on that. I'll start with uh, Stacy. Well, as far as the their kind of cyberspaces look like, I would love to see those kind of evolve as they get used to them. Because it seems like Cammy's the first one who has, the, well, the first one that we've seen, the first one who's really fallen into it and realized she can alter settings in there. So, as they get more comfortable with that space or as they're allowed to explore it more, is it going to become more personalized for their own visions or is it already kind of tuned that way? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. How about you, Megan? I really love the idea of it eventually becoming more of a homey space because what it is right now is it's a very you know it's very empty it is it's kind of a literal void and it's all about that technological interface 
Um, but if you look around, you know, there's there's nothing really around her except for the screens of files that she can access. So I really like the idea of over time, it becomes places that they are familiar with and that they associate with being comforted and being at home. Like if we cut to Chase's mindscape and it turns out to be, you know, his mom's living room, you know, that that the apartment that oh. they were in at the very beginning of the series, I think that would be super interesting. Ouch. Megan, why you gotta break our hearts like that? Because I'm a bad person and I need to oh, turn right. down I need to turn down my heartbreak settings apparently. <laughs> or maybe that's... turn up your empathy ones. Hell. <laughs> I don't that's know right. if I, for... I have that file. <laughs> I forgot you introduced yourself as an evil robot, but uh, what about you, Katie? I'm dying slowly. Don't mind me. (coughs) Sorry. I'm not surprised that Cammie is the first one that we saw tooling with her settings and tooling with her space because she's also the person who asked Dr. Weller if she could have a couple of days to QC his code before she uh, drifted or genlocked for the first time. So... I'm not surprised that the more technologically savvy one is the first one that we as the audience see. It's entirely possible that Chase already has his space decked out how he wants, as does Yaz. So I, I, I'll i be interested to see how this goes. I would love to see, like, Yu-Gi-Oh-style soul rooms. That's it. That's all <laughs> I sorry, have to say. You're, sorry, you're, you're cutting stopped. in and out, so I just wanted to be sure. Okay. Um, okay. That, well, copy. Copy. <laughs> let's let's head back then. Let's talk about uh, Jody, Miranda, and Chase because we have this wonderful scene between Miranda and Chase about oh, what would you do? What's this? How does this mean? What is this? But just before that, the lead into that is Jody looking back and seeing Miranda and Chase talking like it was four years ago, and. And Megan, since you talked about that, that this whole triangle, I, I wanted <laughs> to know what your thoughts of how this is affect, how you think this is affecting Jody and where we're going from here. What I appreciated about this episode is that he gave them space. And I don't know, maybe it'll play out differently in the in the remaining episodes this season, but I I really appreciate that the the interpersonal drama that's going on here doesn't feel manufactured. Uh it it doesn't in any way feel like like a teen CW drama where like all of the problems could be solved by simply talking to each other um, or by like not making a big deal out of nothing. And so I, you can tell he's definitely worried and you can definitely tell that he's concerned about losing her and maybe even a little jealous, or maybe he's even still sore at chase for emasculating him on the training grounds, but like he still gives them their space. And I, I do kind of feel like someone in this scenario is going to get their heart broken, whether that's Chase, Jody, or Miranda. I, I'm not sure as of yet, but for right now, I, I think it was a very mature move on Jody's part. And, and I do have to, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, Chase not also really pushing Miranda like they they're they're talking and they clearly still care about one another but it's you know time has passed and things have changed 
Yeah, to to say the least. Uh, what do you think, Katie? O T three. O T three. O T three. No, sorry. I I would love to see not a love triangle, but a full on like O T three. Let's make this work between the three of them. Can I'm can, down? Can I ask you a question, Katie? Yes. Why do you want to turn everything into an O T three? You've brought it up on several episodes. Do you Thank have you any idea how fucking we tired I am of ship wars? <laughs> do you have any idea how tired I am of ship wars? Threesome solve everything. That's our new shirt. So <laughs> Please make le- that shirt. I will wear that shirt to conventions. Fair. I'll make it I happen. Would- I would rather you take some team budget and go to a shirt maker like in a mall and and like pick out your font and say this is what I want and I want to tape the whole thing just to see how the just to see how the vendors react. I feel like that's a mean thing to do to someone who's not in on the joke. We get it cuz we're here. That feels a little bit like taking advantage of someone candid camera. Like it would be hilarious, but I would feel bad for the person, you know? Have you have you seen YouTube like ever? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I have. I try not to contribute to the problem. Hence oh, threesomes. That's YouTube. But uh goodness me. But uh <laughs> Stacy, what are your, what are your thoughts on the whole Jody Miranda Chase situation? I think it's been handled really maturely so far, which I really appreciate. And honestly, we don't exactly know where Miranda's at as far as emotions are concerned. And we got off with such rocky footing with Jody. And I feel like it was absolutely intentional, but we saw him kind of making passes at a taken woman and it came off as kind of disrespectful. So, like, personally, at least for me, I went in there a little, like, oh, all right, is he going to be one of those guys? But everything we have seen since then is basically the opposite of that. And so him backing off and giving them their space, you know, was just a furtherment of that more respectful behavior we've seen. And I get the feeling that Jody is probably a bit more into Miranda than she is him. And that's what he's yeah. worried about. Yeah, I I I like that theory. I think that that has a lot of a lot of traction. A lot of legs even though Chase doesn't. But oh, when... hey. <laughs> rude, Mr. Donica. You oh, don't turn worry. Down your rude settings over there? They're at optimal levels. But <laughs> I uh I, I agree. I like the transition not not the transition the the arc that we're getting with jody that it's we're seeing him perform as a soldier and any time that we've gotten him in private life that's when we we see that oh no he's a good guy so the I, i'm in the same space as you stacy where it's we we are introduced to him this way but he's giving them space i'm i just wonder what the scene between either jody and chase or Jody and Miranda is going to be, or all three, or I, I can imagine Chase being like hi, just his eyes from his like projection, which totally creepy, but, or just as maybe just an ear. Uh, and, and he's literally a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh, Either no. way. Th- I know that's not going to make it better. That's an uncomfortable mental image. <laughs> definitely, definitely going to make it worse. Yep. I mean, t- okay. Are you suggesting that his holographic eyes would appear on a portrait hanging up in the room? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like Scooby-Doo style, he's watching someone. 
Yes. You have Jody pausing in the middle of this, like, impassioned speech and just staring at this picture. I swear those eyes are following me. <laughs> you may have noticed that the anvil has no windows and, and no, no doors. doors. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. H- had to throw it in there for a Disney Parks contingent. Uh, to d- d- follow Party of Two Pod on Twitter. But moving on from that, we, uh, I, I want to know, we, we got the, the glimpses uh, we're getting closer to what our Holons look like in the opening. We have these new enhancements, toys, whatever you want to call them. Whose enhancements are your favorite, Stacy? He has like rabbit legs. They're great. <laughs> and I mean her and her little auto aim thing. Look, I could use that all the time, all the time. So, yes, I need a drone that okay. aims things for me. How 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 realistic would an aimbot be in your everyday life? Would you? It would be like that Tommy Lee Jones Japanese commercial where he's the teacher and he and he throws the chalk like right at a student's forehead. All right, so I probably couldn't actually use that in real life, but the thought <laughs> of it is nice. Look, I would never miss the trash can again. Every call of Kobe would be just. Mwah. But um, what about what about you, Megan? So I know we're not quite there yet, but I, I gotta I gotta hand it to my boy Kazu. Uh, he's got the samurai uh, armor going on right now, and and I one I know we're not to the full like minotaur <laughs> look yet, or the the full bull look just quite. He's yet. going for he's going for the red bull from the last unicorn. Obviously, <laughs> clearly, but um, I I I just love his. His style is the the style for his his Holon is so different from what we associate I think with traditional Japanese samurai that I think it's a hilarious contrast because you know we we've got the the sort of Japanese armor thing going on and then <laughs> and then he just crashes through walls and you know starts picking up bots and throwing things around it's just like I said it's just so incongruous I adore it Kazu is a full-on bull in a china shop. It's great. No, but also just the the red will instead of indicating a bull, it indicates Kool Aid. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Much. <laughs> uh, who's whose armaments were your favorite, Katie? In terms of practicality and use, I really, really liked Yazoo's. But oh my god, watching Kazu go with that sword just sparked joy if you will that was just fun to watch again the bull in a china shop usually is <laughs> i'm i'm interested because every we know the three newer pilots have like we know why they're going f- we know more enough about them to realize to know why they have those enhancements why did yaz go for wrist lasers why did the professor think that yaz needed wrist lasers it's something tied to her background, but that we don't know yet. Okay, but it's not heat vision, so it's not cool enough. Uh. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so we meet a group of polity scientists that are being transported to this base that they're hitting, and we're introduced to a new scientist character voiced by Songwon Cho. And uh, we're we're fans of his. He was in Red versus Blue. He's in Camp Camp. I wonder what other, when he's going to show, oh, well, no, and Nomad of Nowhere, I was about to say, when he's going to show up in Nomad, but he totally has. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to know, friend or foe, Katie? I'm thinking. 
thinking friend, especially since they mentioned that they were polity scientists that were presumed dead after I can't remember what city they mentioned. It wasn't New York, so I don't know. But they were presumed dead after a city fell. It was some it was a city in Florida. Okay. But these these were scientists that were presumed dead after a city fell. And so I rather like that, hey, we have these scientists. Hey, this is working. Like, I think friend, because we knew that they were at least neutral before they supposedly died. I would also like to say friend. Uh, I think that the way we were introduced to him, it seemed like we were introduced to a unit of scientists who had been used to working together. And either that was some grade A acting. Uh, I'm not sure if our other scientists got named i don't believe they did no they didn't get a they didn't get a card like uh he did and even now i don't i didn't write down his name (laughs) fair uh but so either that was some great acting on her part you know the turning around with that familiarity and you know hey don't get us killed uh or he is a very deep plant uh Mm. but given his like adoration of what he was experiencing as far as the Hallwands went, I would I would like him to just be a really overenthusiastic friend. I, I'm the same way. I, I totally think that he's, uh, uh, when it comes to friend or foe, I think he's a friend. Um, the there, there was a lot of joy in his expression when he initially met these guys. And also, uh, but what, what this did for me, I, I didn't have any suspicion when it came to him exactly what it did for me is that um i now sort of double down on the theory that because these were scientists that were supposedly dead i'm doubling down on the theory that someone who was working with dr weller is being held by the union either either against their will or willingly um, but they are presumed dead and it was somebody that he was working on the Genlock program with who is supposedly dead at this point. That's I'm doubling down on that because they've they've now established that there are scientists in the unions, you know, un, in that were captured by the union who are presumed dead. So I, I'm like fully doubling down on like, oh yeah, it's somebody Dr. Weller was working with that everyone thinks is gone. They're totally not. Yeah. That I have, I have a couple theories. One, I think if a friend, somebody that knew Doctor Weller, and he's gonna be our way to learn about the bad stuff that Doctor Weller was up to, and we're gonna find out through this character, like, hey, yeah, how'd that thing go when we were experimenting on people and this and that and this and that, and people are gonna go, oh, what, Doctor Weller? Or if he's, if he's a foe, he's another plant. He, yeah, he's he's another plant. He hasn't, he hasn't. He defected to the Union, whatever. I think there's an op- a opportunity for him to also be the Blue Hall on pilot. I don't think that he's the number one candidate, but I think there's a possibility. And my final theory uh, about him, I'm going to lump into this big conversation because we got a, a really, really cool fight uh, from uh, all of our soldiers and the Discounticon, which <laughs> it's it's branded now. You, like you did it you nailed it so i, I i'm i'm gonna go 
and then I'm gonna come back because this is this is weird. This is deep. This is this is Garbo. I'll I'll be back with y'all in a second. But uh, going through the information that we got, we heard it say Miranda, and this is confirmed on closed captioning. Some of the streaming services you can turn on closed captioning and see this. It recognizes and says Miranda. We hear it say, you think too much, you haven't shut up since your birthday. We hear it say, let the good times roll, and then copy, kill copy. We hear those four lines, a lot of them sounded a lot like Chase. And now, um, I'm going to come back to everybody with theories, but here's, I wanted to start with mine, because like Megan, I'm afraid of brain-stealing police, and especially if we have experienced Genlock uh, version 2, where we are all in one mind space, I want to make sure to get this out. Okay. So I think that the Discounticon has one and a half pilots. I think the nanotech isn't erasing human life. I think it is digitizing human life and creating constructs based off of the biological information that it takes. And my something that I, I have for that is is twofold. One, the reason why we haven't seen any Union soldiers at all. We see armor and we see clothing, but I think under that are is either just a a cloud of the nanotech or a reconstructed person due to the the data that was pulled from the the deconstructed person. So we have essentially a bunch of shells that are operating as Union soldiers. Or or it's just a basic writing trope to where if you see that the bad guys are human, you have a little bit more compassion for them. Please see the recent bullshit with Ruby. But going from there, I think that the reason Chase can't be recreated through medical science is because that data of his body has been taken by the nanotech and is has been used to recreate him and his his nerves and his body but they don't have the brain so as the way to access that and fake genlock they are using dree's brain as a DNA similarity so that a system can recognize, oh, this body and this brain are the same body. So I think that the Discounticon is the is Chase's leftovers that have been reconstructed <laughs> into some sort of a consciousness and Dree's brain. And I think the line, you think too much, you haven't shut up since your birthday, is Chase talking to Dree because Dree was trying to get to Chase by by first saying Miranda and then short after that by telling Chase let the good times roll. I think the four lines were Dree was one, Chase was another evil (laughs) replica chase uh that's a kingdom hearts joke for everybody um (laughs) gave uh gave the 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 second line dree the third and uh replica chase four and i think that's what's that's why we haven't heard any of the the union soldiers speak that's why they can't heal chase and that's who is piloting the discounticon that's my theory hey uh anybody please feel free to take it take over (laughs) Holy fuck, Mark. <laughs> wow. 
I had something that went in a much more different direction, honestly. I was going to say slightly different, and then I realized, no, there's some pretty hard left turns in there. Um, yeah. I, part of this, for me, goes back to, and I talked about this a bit on, I think, one of my reaction videos, before Genlock dropped, like right before Genlock dropped, Rooster Teeth sent out an advertising email to the people who were subscribed to the email list. And it started off as a warning from the Vanguard saying, the union has hacked the ether, make sure you take precautions, uh, protect your information, etc., etc. And then because it was a GIF, it flickered into that message from the union saying, under protocol, whatever it was, the union has seized your personal information. And then last episode, we had a shutdown of the ether to which all of our characters were connected and living their lives. I would not be surprised if the Union has hacked the ether, and knowing who at least some of the Genlock pilots are, because they managed to slip a spy into their ranks, is going after them when they're connected to the ether, trying to crib information from them there. So I wouldn't be surprised if that plays into it. I wouldn't be surprised if Chase spends a lot of time in the ether because what the hell else is he going to do? Especially in those four years when he can't tell anyone he's alive. And that the Union has a pretty good lockdown, if you will, on his personality and mannerisms and have constructed another Chase, essentially, to help run Killbot 9000. Oh, you're dropping your own your own coined phrase of Discounticon? I honestly forgot that we were using Discounticon. Like, I knew we had a fun thing, but I couldn't remember it at the time, so I went with Killbot 9000, because that's what I've been calling it for the past 10 hours? 10-ish hours? Killbot 9000. Anyway, they ripped its arms off, and it made me super happy. <laughs> uh, what What is your theory, Stacey? Gosh. <laughs> well, after, after that uh, theory, Mark, that... Oh my gosh. Uh, so <laughs> I was leaning kind of towards a clone idea too, as far as having that sound like Chase and having a lot of the things that it said be very much in tune with things we know about Chase. Uh, <clears throat> probably more from a standpoint of the nanotech is definitely gathering intelligence and Bio, like biological material to recreate a person. Uh, and I like that you went into the theory of all of the soldiers not being actual people, because I've kind of been on that page for a while, too. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's actual human bodies in there. And, and actually, today sort of helped me confirm that because when uh, our new scientist friend or foe is just like talking, 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 and he's talking at the union soldier, there's no shut up or keep moving or there, there's no, there's been no grunts, no efforts, no anything, no vocal anything from the soldiers. So I, I, yeah, that's, that's what made, gave me that thought and sort of brought everything together. But um, did uh, sorry for interrupting. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, I think, and I think that is probably a very big part of the union's attack plan. They keep their people safe and in a you know secure location, and they send out their technology to do the damage for them. 
and they want those holons. And if they could have gotten a hold of, you know, Chase's genetic make makeup and started constructing something from that, well, you bet they would have done that right away. Yeah, and and the if that's the case, then the nanotech is holon technology on a small scale, which goes back to a theory that was brought up on this show, and I apologize for not remembering who said it, but that. Dr. Weller helped, or that the nanotech was an offshoot of something that Dr. Weller was using to try to develop Genlock. And that brings everything together. I I don't, I I think it was either Katie or Megan, but I can't recall. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it happened. I'm not going to take credit for that. Look what I took credit for finding. (laughs) There you go. It's our evil robo pal. What what are your thoughts, Megan? Um, It's... It's hard because, like, um, I feel like anything I say is going to be a little bit derivative <laughs> at this point because I, I do feel like we're sort of all on the same wavelength of whatever is inside that robot is some component, uh, is made up of some component of Chase, of his memories, of his personality, um, of his brain matter, maybe even his physical brain matter given the the nanobots. Um, the, yeah, so, so looking at this, the second it said Miranda, like that was when, when, you know, as an audience member, you're like, oh, whatever's piloting that it recognizes Miranda. So either it has access to the military database or whoever's in there knows her. And then, yeah, as it, as it goes on, uh, you know, let the good times roll, everything like that. The, everything that we've been seeing seems like it's some derivative of chase like and and so what i think happened um kind of in line with what katie was saying about the the ether being tapped i think that the union tried to copy chase's consciousness but it didn't necessarily take and what i'm what i'm kind of looking at you know mark you said it's it's two and a half pilots what i'm wondering is if what they won't try to do what they're not trying to do right now or what they'll eventually try to do is take components of everyone's memories and you know and everyone's consciousness you know for the entire team and stuff them all into one robot oh my god we're going into kill me territory kinda yeah yikes i mean we we we, it's it's so clear to see just from the way that it moves and the the almost inconsequential incomprehensible way that it communicates like this thing whatever whatever personality is making up whatever this thing is it's not complete it's broken in some regard so i i think it's a failed copy of chase's consciousness whether that's completely digital or whether they actually physically tried to clone his brain um, you know, that's that's up for debate, but I think it's a failed copy of Chase and what they'll eventually try to do is copy everyone's consciousness um, on this team and try to stuff it into the Decepta. What was it, Mark? <laughs> Discounticon. Discounticon. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think eventually they're they're going to try to copy over everybody's mind and put it into this robot. Hmm. Um, I th- I. On purpose mentioned the replica thing because with the dialogue copy kill copy, I I have a feeling that they told discount Chase that it was Chase. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, and it's 100%. Not, it's not Kingdom Hearts derivative, but it's one of those things where we can pull a similar reference. But who played Chain of Memories anyway? All of us. But aside- hey, now. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by that comment. Oh, no. I mean, I, I played regular and RE Chain of Memories, so F me. But Oh, I absolutely have not played it. Nope. I played the the GBA version. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Before we wrap things up and talk about some some uh, other random topics that may not have come up, uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to thank everybody that has come with us on this train to Rooster Team Radio. We are now fully dedicated to doing all of our stuff here on Rooster Team Radio. So as a result, that comes with some changes. That comes with some new stuff. Like this, we were all having a bit of a of a weekend. I, I thank the rest of the team for, for giving me time to do a little bit of work over the weekend, which caused this episode to get delayed, but we're still putting it out earlier than we would have in uh, other circumstances. So um, I... That we're we're still getting all of the uh, the issues worked on, so we appreciate your your patience at this time. But uh, I, I everybody has been responding so well to our retrospective episode that we put up, which you can listen to on the station. Go go and check it out. But um, from it, we've been getting a lot of reminders of. How how this this whole new thing? We're still learning stuff about each other. We're still learning stuff about uh, broadcasting and things like that. But um, we we've also it also means that we've started back at zero in a couple of places, which means uh, we could humbly use your help when it comes to podcast reviews, whether it be iTunes or wherever you listen, sharing the show. Uh, if if there's any sort of a topic, or if if you f- liked our uh, Frozen trailer that that we put out on our new YouTube channel, sharing that uh, anything that sort of spreads the word about what we're doing here, because right now we are definitely throwing science at the wall to see what sticks. But uh, we a couple weeks ago we read our first new iTunes review, and I wanted to read our second podcast review that we got from annabella q uh five stars uh new podcast who dis oh (laughs) i love i love the rooster team radio i followed this cast for years and it is so fun uh and it is so fun to hear them uh, be able to go off on the tangents that they couldn't do before overall they are just as good as they have always been thank you so much annabella that that means a lot and um if you leave uh, I'm, I'm looking here it says that we have eight ratings but i only seeing two reviews if you leave a review and it's not showing up on the page take a screenshot tweet it at us at the rooster team and we'll we'll read it on the show but um you could also support us by going to anchor.fm slash the rooster team which is where our podcast lives and you could sign up for a a monthly subscription for either a dollar five dollars or ten dollars and that goes into sort of a team fund uh, right now we're trying to raise some some money to help our rtx going experience and uh, if if you want us there if you want to help us get there that's a good way to do it uh you could also go to uh we just set it up so the the link is a little trying for me um gonna do it uh paypal.me slash the rooster team we're not 
forcing you to do anything. It's just something that would help us out. And if you're interested, that's a place to go. You can also go to tpublic.com slash the rooster team. And that's where you can pick up some of our sweet, sweet merchandise. And it's not just t-shirts, but you can get notebooks, pillows, tote bags, coffee mugs. And we recently put up the I am Genlocked, which is a, not a reference. We have our break their leg shirts, only papas, uh, media has ruined me. Welcome to Vale. I hate the ships you like. And then sort of a rundown of all of the stuff that we cover on the show. So if you head over to tpublic.com slash user slash the rooster team, uh, you can pick up some wares and help support the show. But there is also one more way that you can support the show. And I believe Katie can tell us more about that. I can. The Rooster Team is sponsored by Fred's BS, Breads and Spreads by Fred. Fred's BS is an L.A. local one-man baked goods business that offers unique flavors in small batches. Whether you're looking for homemade jams, brownies, blondies, or brown sugar buddies, the best cookies you've ever had, Fred's BS can provide. All products are made in small batches with fresh ingredients. Nothing is ever frozen. And Fred provides a plethora of flavors that can't be found in stores, like the aforementioned brown sugar buddies or his strawberry peach paradise sunrise jam. Also, if you're L.A. local, you can choose pickup instead of delivery and get your goods even sooner. Head to fredsbs.com and use coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. That's fredsbs.com, F-R-E-D-S-B-S.com, and coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM. Fred's BS, treat yourself, because you deserve it. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, Fred. And, and thanks everybody who has been supporting the show up to this point. We really appreciate it. And we're, we're really excited to expand and do more stuff just right up off the cuff. So thank you. Before we, we go out, did anybody have anything else that they wanted to bring up about episode five? I just really liked seeing the team come together to help Cammy heal. It was, it's one of those things where everybody you know before coming together as a team everybody has their own way of doing things and everybody's sort of you know like not necessarily out for themselves but you know they're they're not coming together as a team all of them just sitting around that table talking to cammy wanting wanting to help her through this was i think a huge step forward in making them a really functional team together and bringing them closer together. And it, I I love I love morals where it's like you don't have to be alone. You don't have to isolate yourself in order to heal. And I I really liked that particular aspect of it. And I also really just loved seeing Cammy skating behind behind a military vehicle back to the future style. It was it was really fun. <laughs> That's what we in the business like to refer to as a skitch. I really like team gals and non-binary pals because, my God, they were amazing this episode. And I just loved all of it. I was here for all of it. I think seeing the team bond both in the Hollands and out of the Hollands is so important. And watching them turn into kind of a family really struck home in this in this episode uh you know from the them actually supporting each other and trying to help cammy through her her little trauma to you know also cause her just kind of being a jerk with playing the guitar nice and loud when she wasn't waking up that morning (laughs) it was very sibling like and i appreciated the hell out of it yeah he was dedicating it to her it was amazing yeah Kazu's treat both Kazu and Valentina's treatment of Cammy is very parental. Like even 
they're the, everybody making sure that she was okay like right after when the doctor is reprimanding her oh and that's another thing is we didn't see what immediately happened where there's a possibility that dr weller said oh you ah, oh, you figured out body body modding that's so amazing now i have to, it has to look like i'm reprimanding you so act aloof or, or something i feel like that's totally possible <laughs> and then uh valentina waiting for cammy to go in before they went in was also just a very small thing in the background, but um, they were just making sure that Cammy was set and good and ready to go of her own of of Cammy's own, of her own volition. Um, so hey, uh, I just thought of something else that uh, may prove my theory a little bit more about uh, genetic uh, copying via the nanotech. They Sinclair the the cl- the Sinclair that we got was the was a successful trial of a full physical recreation of data that they received from the nanotech. And so physically 100% same guy, but as we found out in putting him in a hall on the mind wasn't right. So the next thing that I would have for there is that, for foe for our new scientist character he's another successful transfer of the nanotech and that if the the you can get the body right but the mind isn't i think that provides a little bit more proof for dree being the brain that they use but the body that they use is chase for the discounticon so this is just bonkers yeah, science is crazy. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Hashtag Genlock Science. Now, not to not to put a wrench in your theory, Mark, or anything like that, but and and I I can't can't say I went back to the episode to confirm, but was Dre visible in the ether in the last episode? Yes. Dre was visible in the ether. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they're just using the physicality of her, like the the DNA of her brain, so that the Genlock system works for the Chase clone. Not that. Yeah. So Dre is there, and and they're sort of cohabiting the Robo, the the Discounticon, but it's it's Dre's brain that's running it. Oh, that! Oh man, no, no, Mark, no. Yeah, no, and I'm, but I'm also not saying that it's compliant. She could be, she could be a prisoner, and they're using, they have her locked up, and the one, like the fact that she's been so, like the that it's been working. They give her a certain amount of time on the ether, and that's why she was there, and that's why she saw Chase, and that's why now that she knows that Chase is alive because she knows she thought that the Chase that she was working for was the real Chase, and that's probably why she was a little bit more open to doing it. But seeing the other Chase in the ether is why she started to try to speak out in this episode. Oh, that is a thing, Mark. I'm and then, Stacey, I saw you were starting to say something, and I apologize for for talking over you. Well, you you kind of went where I was going with it. Like perhaps they had her kind of stuck in the ether, so she's just living out this kind of dreamlike life in the ether while they have her physical body and can kind of manipulate it without necessarily her consent to pilot this robot. Dark, dude. Extremely so. This group has evolved into Gen Lockdown version two, and we're just sharing a whole bunch of stuff in the brain space. <laughs> Indeed. I think that's gonna do it for this absolutely terrifying episode of Gen Lockdown. Uh, but before we go, 
let's uh, tell everybody where you can find us, starting with our favorite murder bot, Megan. You guys can follow me all over the internet at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also do a Lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, so be sure to check that out. Katie. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos to Genlock, they live on that YouTube channel. And I am also a host on a Overwatch podcast called On The Point. Stacy. And I'm Stacy Shuttleworth. You can find me all over the web at Stacy Shuttles. Uh, Twitter is the place you'll find all of my projects going on, whether it's what jewelry I'm currently working on or any cosplays I'm starting to create as the con season ramps up. And you can follow me at Mark Bidonica. I'm working on a bunch of podcasts right now. Uh, if you like wrestling, if you like theme parks, if you like anything else you can uh, follow me there to see all of the stuff that i'm working on you can follow the team at the rooster team you can find all of us uh any anything that we're doing will go through twitter.com slash rooster the rooster team and we've got our t public we've got our anchor we've got our discord if you want to join the conversations that we're having as we're prepping for these uh recordings or at swap theories or art or written projects with fellow rooster teeth and rooster team uh, listeners check out the link that's in our description join the discord uh if if it's not in the description for any reason it's definitely on our twitter so make sure to check that out but uh that'll do it for this episode of gen lockdown here on rooster team radio we will see you at the anvil